Oh, today on episode 915, we're going to have some fun. I got to be careful. Here's the deal. Uh, a couple years ago, I was getting ready. There was a, a podcast-related company. They had one of those things at the bottom where it's like, if you don't buy by this date and time, you're going to miss this one-of-a-time deal. You have to buy now. And I was like, mm, I don't really shouldn't probably buy this. Mm, uh, I don't want to miss the deal, so I bought it. And I woke up the next day, and the sale was still going. In fact, I had they had reset the whole timer. And I ran to the top of the mountain. I said, these guys are a bunch of liars. They're liars, I tell you. Don't buy from them. They are evil people. And I got a letter from them saying, yeah, before we sue the bejesus out of you, uh, you want to take that down? And so today, one lesson we're going to learn is always know who you're talking to because this guy didn't. And, you know, if I get sued, right, you're going you're gonna to help fund the GoFundMe, right? So what I'm doing is I'm going to report on some really, I feel, in my opinion, he said covering his butt, some slimy things that I wouldn't use personally. So that's my opinion. I'm allowed to have one of those. And why I think it's bad for the podcasting space, especially if you are considering spending money on promoting your show, you're going to have to learn two words and what they mean to people that may not be, yeah, what's the word here? Yeah, I, I would say slimy, but that's negative. So you just have to know the definition of these. And we're also going to talk about like everybody's stats went down and how that's a good thing. Wait, what? Yeah, I know. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I help you plan, launch, grow, and if you want to, monetize your show. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener, that'll save on either a monthly or yearly subscription, which of course comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Now, Dave, you said the number's going down. That's a good thing? So I'm going to use an analogy. If you're new to the show, my background's in, in teaching, so I'm, I'm somewhat, I've been called the analogy king. I'm the king of analogies, I say. And so I live on a hill in Akron, Ohio, it's a steep hill, and if you had to push a car up it, which I've had to do sometimes, especially in the winter, it's kind of hard. And so picture this. You hear a story where 10 people pushed this car up the hill, and you're like, wait, up that hill? And you're like, there. You're like, man, that is steep. Holy cow. Those guys must have, wow, 10. They pushed the car all the way up the hill? Yes, they did. And then somebody goes, oh, you know what? We did some recalculations, and it turns out there weren't 10 people pushing that car. There were only seven. And you'd be like, wow, then those seven people must have really been strong. Holy cow, what kind of hulkish people are you hanging out with that it only seven people because you lost 30% of that audience? So, Dave, what does this have to do with podcasting? In the latest release of Apple Podcasts, it used to be that if you did not listen to, say, the last five episodes of this show, it would stop downloading them. And if you maybe you switched to an Android phone, I don't know, whatever happened, but you came back and it was months later, months, many episodes you have missed. When you fired up Apple Podcasts, it's going to say, hey, do you want to start listening to Dave again? And you go, of course I do. 
it's going to download every episode that you missed. So here's a wheelbarrow full of episodes. Well, they quit doing that. And now when it says, hey, you've been gone. Do you want to listen to Dave? You go, yeah, it'll download the latest one, not all of the ones you've missed. And in some cases, especially people with daily shows, this might have chopped off about 30% of your downloads. Now, here's the good thing, though. Think about everything you've accomplished with your podcast, whatever it is. Maybe you were able to to get enough action on a sponsor that they they redid their their contract and they signed back up. Or maybe you got X amount of reviews or you got X amount of uh, messages from your audience or donations or maybe you got some boostograms or whatever it was. Yeah, you thought you did that with 10 people. You only had potentially seven So the people that like you really, really like you, to quote the great Sally Fields from way, way long ago, they really like you. And so that's why it's a good thing. Now I know, I know the ego, it's a little bruised. It's okay. Bruises heal. They do eventually. The older you get, by the way, it takes longer. That's really annoying, but it will heal. And now you can go forward with an audience size that I hate to use the word accurate because that makes it sound like they weren't accurate. And you'll hear a little bit about the, the IAB standard today because there are some things going on that I personally will never do because in my opinion, it, it hurts podcasting. And again, that is my opinion. And yes, I'm allowed to have one of those. So I'm on LinkedIn and as often happens on LinkedIn, a person approached me about, I can help you grow your podcast. I'm an official promoter, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, no, no thanks. He goes, no, no, I'm not one of those sleazy kind of promoters. I have a tool that will give you guaranteed downloads. And I'm like, all right, you have my, uh, my attention. And so as he started to describe it, I was like, eh, I'm not sure this is legit. And he said, you need to talk to my co-founder. And I'm like, okay. And he, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. You can see I'm, I work for Libsyn and I'm the dude behind the school of podcasting. And I don't know who they thought I was, but they didn't know that I talked to, you know, thousands of podcasters every week. And so what I did is I asked them, can I have a recording of this zoom call? And they said, yes. And I said, I'm going to share it with people at Libsyn, which I did. And I'll tell you what Libsyn thinks about this. And, um, I, I didn't really get the permission to release it to you, though. So what you're going to hear is not the actual person I interviewed, but it is straight from the transcript, which I did do. And I verified that what I have this person saying is what the person actually said. I'm not going to say the name of the company. If you see me someplace like at PodFest next week and you show me your phone isn't recording, I will tell you. And again, the reason I'm not saying it is not because I couldn't just play the tape and say this. I, I don't know if you've ever been to court. It's not cheap. And so I'm just here to say there are people that are doing this in the podcast space. And I'm going to give you the information and I'll kind of let you know what my, again, opinion is. But they started off by saying things about guaranteed downloads. The way this works is... You hire them, they find content on the internet that's like yours, and they place ads, okay, fine. When you click on that ad, it goes to a page, and it's this landing page 
that I have a problem with. And I'm going to say this once here. I will remind it throughout the the interview he said here in quotation marks, but this voice is not real. It is generated by AI. I'll have a link to 11 labs. That's who I use to do this. But let's start this off. So the end result being that you could say, I want 1,000 verified downloads from people with senior leadership titles at companies like this. And we can say, we guarantee that's going to happen. Here's the price per download. And let's do it. It sounds too good to be true. Wow. You can get me a thousand downloads. I'm going to love that. And, you know, there is that IAB standard. That's the current industry standard. What about IAB? We follow the definition of the IAB. So that's going to be your at least 60 seconds of that file plus metadata or at least 60 seconds of listening media. So notice the term here, verified download and listening media. Ooh. Notice not using the word listen. And it sounds like they're on the up and up because they talk about how they're pulling the file from your media host who's already gone through and deduped it. And so it sounds like they're on the up and up. So even if we are underperforming on, or we say that it was 1,200, the host says 1,000. We count the 1,000. So they're willing to take the smaller number. Okay, well, that sounds good. And I asked them, does your player preload? Because the landing page you're sending people to, you have zero control over. And so I was like, hey, are you using the media host. So that could be Libsyn, Buzzsprout, Blueberry, whoever, because those players do not preload. And what I mean by that is when somebody goes to my website and there's a Libsyn player on it, full disclosure, if you didn't know, I'm the head of podcaster education at Libsyn, but that has nothing to do with this today. Uh, Everything I'm saying today, by the way, is coming from the voice of Dave Jackson School of Podcasting. Libsyn has the, the voices and opinions expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of my employer. This is Dave Jackson talking from the School of Podcasting. And so a preloaded file. So if you kind of miss that, the IEB standard means you have to listen to a minute or, right, there are times when I have files downloaded to my phone. It counts as a download because it downloaded the whole file, but I didn't listen to any of it yet, but it still counts as a download. So if you can get enough data to go from your media host to a website that looks like somebody listened to a minute, it will count as a download. So all you have to do to get a download is go to that website. And so I said, well, hey, isn't that like inflating the numbers? Like why not just charge people for when people actually click play and use the media host, you know, player that ensures that it's an actual listen. That would be actually a verified listen. That's a higher bar. Okay? Also doable. We have that. We can do that. People often don't want to pay for, in fact, that thing we tell them like there's a difference between verified, download, and verified. Listen. The number of people, the percent of people who actually listen on that page to that thing for at least 60 seconds tends to be about 10% of the people that are getting the download. And that's where I personally go, wait a minute, if I'm paying for X amount of downloads, but only 10% are actual people that click play, anybody else got a problem with that? I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. 
So realize there are terms we have to understand now. There is a verified download, but the one you're looking for is verified listen. And so we started talking more about the IAB standard. So the IAB standard for a download is essentially BS. However, everyone counts and sells that. So we said, well, like we can't go out and say, you know, we're not going to re-educate the whole universe on what is a difference of listen in a download. So to say market parity with downloads, we can say like, okay, we're going to tell you what a download is and make sure you understand this. If you actually want them to verify, we only will charge you for the people that listened. We can do that too, but it's 10 times as much. And now it's time for a power rant. All this drives me nuts when I hear people say this. Well, like we can't go out and say, you know, we're not going to re-educate the whole universe on what is a difference of listen in a download. Oh, actually, you can. You're choosing not to because you're lazy. When people go, well, the buyers don't know how to buy it. Teach them how to buy it. Do your job. When people went from direct mail to newspapers and magazines and fax machines and emails and newsletter, you had to teach the buyers about the new industry. Do your job. It drives me nuts. Podcast advertising has some of the best return on investment. That's why are you having a hard time selling that? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Just go look at the stats here, boys. I'm like, is the buyer like, my name is Leonard Moon. I don't have the brains of an ice cube. I don't understand. Listen versus download. I, I can't, I just, I, I'm so confused. Do your job. Teach the industry so that the industry doesn't have crap like this that comes out. And then we all lose because guess what? We got a bunch of downloads. 10% of those were good. And the rest of them were crap. So we're leading people in. We're like, we're not sure why money isn't coming into the space. Well, if stuff like this happens, then anybody who does have the courage to come in and they use a service like this may not, may not actually getting a good return on their investment. Do your job. Take the buyer by the hand and go, let me show you how you're going to benefit even more. Now, I know when I say that, I don't know a single buyer. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I am a teacher. And consequently, consider your source. You know how I always say, consider your source. Your source right now is a teacher. And I'm very frustrated when people go, yeah, we just can't get people to understand. As a teacher, I go, yeah, have you really tried? You suck. And so one way you can make yourself sound better is to point at something that's really bad. I remember when I was married, my ex-wife had a friend who was an actual person that would do sexual favors for crack cocaine. And I'm sorry if I'm dishing shade on sex workers. I'm just thinking there are other ways to make money. Okay, moving on, shall we? There was a company that had some sort of video game and it would load MP3 files in the background. Then again, and what was weird again is these were IAB certified downloads because again, the game was downloading at least a minute of that. And so here, this company kind of brought that up. For example, like I'll make a crappy game on iOS, right? And have it download a bunch of stuff in the background. The IAB definition at least stops you from doing things like that. So it kind of upped the bar on download. 
In a crappy iOS game, you could never even have a chance to listen to it, right? Like, it's like absolutely click fraud fake. So again, this company is saying, we're not like that company. And then he went into how when they first started. Actually, when we built this, we didn't understand the definition. And all of our tests, because we were thinking listens, were like, what the hell's going on? Like, we can't get this to happen for less than like $10. And we're like, how are people selling this for 80 cents? And then we figured out like, oh, they're selling download. They're not selling listens. It's actually different. We're on the Google network. We're about to launch in the meta network. We have YouTube and we have LinkedIn. I love AI. I love LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Anyway, so uh, the he, I'm like, okay, what else? What's the big deal about your company? And of course, our good friend attribution comes to play. So ads targeted to content and intent based on all the things that the normal ad network would do. That's your ad. Click on it. Go to this page. This is us. It looks like this. So he was sharing a screen. You could see the player. There was a link there to Apple Podcasts. So he's, he's sharing a screen as he's doing this. The download is being instantiated in the background as well as, and this is value added to what we build. Like you got your targeting pixels and tracking that's already happening there. So everything we can possibly learn about them from just having them gone to that site, plus all the data provided by the ad network. That's still really good stuff. So again, it's being downloaded in the background. You heard him say that. And so I was like, yeah, but like you only have Apple Podcasts there. Really, as podcasters, we want followers. We want people to subscribe. That is what we call a secondary click. And we're also building the only one, unfortunately. But we have is a little bit outdated because we were able to do now is a product where people say, I want subscribers, right? So our Spotify extension is in approval right now. So we can cause, I've actually clicked on my Spotify and caused the follow to happen. We can do it on YouTube for the subscriber page. Apple does not allow you to do that. We could link to the Apple page. And then they hope that the user takes action, right? But Apple provides no capacity whatsoever to actually make that happen, which we think is stupid, but they won't do it. How stupid is it that we actually want people, actual human beings, to click the follow button? That's dumb because if we can somehow have a robot, like right now you're getting a download because somebody visited a page. So we want it so that you can get a subscriber by doing nothing so that, again, we can say, pay us lots of money. We'll get you a lot of followers that really probably will never listen. Maybe, maybe, again, maybe may not listen to your show. Uh, back to AI. So what we're able to show them is like, look, these are the things that your listeners are already engaged with online. Like that's your audience. They're real people. And they actually care about this thing. They're not fake. Just 90% of your downloads. And then we've got household education data, you know, all the usual stuff you'd expect there. And then we have what companies and what industries are they in are listening to the podcast they're based on Clearbit data. So this is really cool because you can actually say like, no, people from that network, listen to your thing. Like we know this happened. So we're assuming these are people that are clicking these ads and I will give them that, but that's a lot of information. And look, if I'm an advertiser, I'm thrilled that I'm getting that information. But like, did the person, did the listener give you approval to get that kind of information? Like, where did that information come from? 
What it's basically going to do is it'll sniff the network. It'll figure out the IP address. And then there are data services. You can subscribe to that say, basically, who owns that IP address. So when we always say if it's a free product, you are the product, well, that information is going to companies like that. And then if I know that it's on a particular network, you catch a good number of them. Now, is it actually buffering in the background? Absolutely, yes. So there you go. You can't get any clearer than that. They are downloading enough of your episode to count as a download, even though nobody clicked play. But we do see a fair percentage of them, about 10% in general, are going to click this and listen to that. 60 seconds. Right. And why 60 seconds? Because that's the IAB standard that the podcast industry uses. And speaking of that standard, he, he talked about transparency and I see on their website, verified downloads, when a user clicks on the ad, they are taken to a page video that will, page or video that will measure and ensure you achieve an IAB verified 60 second download or a 30 second IAB video show and all their graphics. Verified IAB 60 second download. Uh, nowhere on their website does it talk about verified listens, only verified downloads and uh that transparency doesn't have a little asterisk that says, oh, by the way, we're downloading those in the background. But it's all about the data, not just the downloads. You get data. So now, if someone wants to only pay us for the listens, that's fine. We're very transparent about that. Why is that more? Because it costs us 10 times as much to get that number of impressions to happen. This is some gray area. If this is the definition. Let's make the definition real. So I'm taking this as a download isn't good enough unless you have this extra data by integrating all this IP address information. And it's not a download until I know where you work. And then we can report on it. And we can say, for every campaign, you know, this is what happened. And here's all the data that came out of that. So real stuff is happening there. And we can at least tell you what they're interested in real stuff about them. What company do they come from? What sites did your ad, you know, show up on? Like, we're trying to be as transparent as possible. But that's, that's basically it. And I'll be straight up on, it's like a lot of people we deal with our marketing company or marketing departments, essentially, that are going, I got to prove something. So I want to have data to bring back up to my leadership, my CMO, to get my budget next quarter. So picture this, the president okays, we're going to start a podcast. The marketing guy goes out. Starts a podcast, probably has too many people on his team. It's costing a fortune. We got to show some return on investment. They hire this company. They go out, inflate the numbers, but they can say, look, people from IBM are listening to our show. And the marketing manager goes to the president, goes, look, people are listening and they're smart. And he's like, great. And of course, now that they visited your page with the player that's inflating your numbers, well, it's not really bad because you can spend more money with Facebook. And what's cool is if you visited that download page, we can then say retarget people who came to the page with additional ads to say, hey, thanks for checking out our podcasts. If you want to subscribe, click here. Which you couldn't do the first time because for some reason it costs 10 times as much. So it kind of gives you like the multiple touch point. Not unlike if you're on, you know, if you're on Facebook. And it's like you ever went to somebody's site to buy a silly sweater like that and will follow you around. And then we got into, again, talking about the verified download and how it's really just not good enough. Like they were hitting us and going like, this is cool. I got downloads, but you can't tell me anything about it. 
unless, I don't know, the podcaster uses Google Forms to do their own audience survey that gets demographic information. And because we were using these other vendors and they couldn't tell us anything about. So since there was no data, that's why this company came into existence. So we built the thing that at least makes that useful. And I'd also say that from the B2C standpoint, or like a general podcast or type of arrangement, if you ever intend to sell a sponsorship, your media kit will be better with this kind of data in it than it would be to just say, I have X downloads. So I think that lends credibility as well. And I totally agree with this. If you're going to have advertisers on your show, you need to do some sort of survey so that they know who they're advertising in front of. It makes sense if I wanted to get my product in front of women that were aged 25 to 35 and did this and that and more specifics. I get it that advertisers want that kind of data. And then what we would do is tell the ad network, like this is where we want you to optimize. And LinkedIn, you know, does the really powerful version of this because we can do job titles and industries. So this is very cool. LinkedIn is actually more expensive per download because this is more expensive to do. So if you said, I only want senior level leaders at SAS companies that are $100 million or more in revenue to be exposed to and have the opportunity, listen to this podcast, we can do that. So, and then we can prove that it happened. Through the inflated download number and the attribution that you got by paying some third party for their IP address information. So that's really the combination of the efforts there. Going back to that inflated, you know, loading in the background kind of number, we really want, you know, subscribers. We really want followers. What we see is based on the type of content. If you have a really sticky content area and someone just needed to become aware of your thing, they a fair portion of them. Like we've seen up to 20% retention based on one. Listen. We've also seen zero, and it just depends, like, are you basically like, is your content exceptionally boring, and someone never came back because your episode sucks? So earlier he said 10%, here he said 20% to zero, so let's stick with 10%. How much is this going to run you? The smallest one is 2,000 per campaign, which is a guarantee 1,000 downloads. So... Let's do the math. So it's $2,000 for 1,000 downloads, which only 10% of those, which would be 100, is actual listens. So if we take 100 listens and divide that into $2,000 that we paid, that's $20 per listener. Now, I've seen people do this. They used to do Facebook ads, and they would have the landing page be the MP3 file. And the minute you turned off the campaign the number would go down. Is that the case here? They will, and it's, it's pretty pronounced. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time to take a historical look at the School of Podcasting. Enjoy. Yeah, a little podcasting history for those of you that weren't around. Back, back in the day, there was this thing called Twitter bombing where people would take the MP3 from their media host, put it on Twitter, and then just have a ton of bots go and just bang on that MP3 file and your numbers would shoot through the roof. And I know you might be thinking, well, who cares? Well, advertisers care because they want to put their stuff in front of people and your you know, bots aren't buying anything. And so it really potentially hurt the advertising space. So Dave, 
why are you doing this episode where you're kind of like right on the line there of, you know, kind of calling somebody out and that could be legal issues because it could hurt. It could, it could not saying it will, I'm saying it could hurt the podcasting space if people are kind of knowingly and not really caring that they're inflating their numbers just so I can get the data. I want me want data. Ah, I just don't get it. And so that's why I'm talking about this. Now, in the end, what happened to the Twitter bots? Many of the podcast's hosts who are competitors got together and said, we got to figure out how to identify these bots so that if they come through our service, we will knock them out. And that's what's going to happen to companies like this. But I'm just here to say that we learned, the big thing we learned here is if you are going to do any kind of advertising and podcasting, you better ask them and don't be worried about this whole verified and IAB because they've just basically said, yeah, we found a way around it. And then ask, are these listens or downloads? And if they say downloads, go, does your player preload? And if they go, no, it's IAB certified, like get it in writing that if somebody, if if I get a download, it's because somebody took action to listen to it. Because as that person said, and again, the voice you heard today was an AI generated voice. It's not a real person, but it is a transcript. If you wondered why did Dave leave in all the weird stammering and stuff, that's exactly how that person said it. Those are the words. Let's, let's get more specific. Those are the exact words that person said. AI kind of threw in its own inflection at times, but it's kind of weird because again, here are people are possibly, possibly preying on the uninformed. So that marketing manager may not know that, Hey, these numbers we're giving you are inflated. They're just like, look at the data. Ooh, look at the data. Ooh, it's shiny data. And Maybe the president doesn't really care if it's accurate. He just needs to show he's doing something. But my worry is, look, I love all aspects of podcasting. There are people that are making a living with ads, and I want ads to be accurate so that they do deliver. Look, from what I've heard, if you go listen to Heather Osgood or or Brian Barlett over at Sounds Profitable, like the return on investment on podcast advertising is already better than things like email. And, you know, magazine and TV and radio and all this other stuff. Why aren't we, why are we having a hard time selling this? Again, I don't know because I, it's probably much harder, but are these buyers actual cavemen with the brains of an ice cube? My solution would be the next time you do an upfront and you've got all these buyers together. Hey, let's first explain what's the difference between a download and an actual listen and I get that they like, well, if they can't verify that everyone is listening, can you verify that everybody that has a subscription to a magazine is reading it? That everyone that has a subscription to a newspaper that's 70, are they actually, okay, they, maybe they are reading it because there's nothing else to do. I, but my whole point is we've, we've been up against these kind of struggles before. And what I really hate to see is we are shaping the podcast industry, not on listener feedback, And what the listener wants to make this a great experience, we're making big decisions so advertisers who apparently have the brains of an ice cube can shape our industry. And that's where I'm not anti-advertising. I'm just, I am pro-informed advertised buyers. 
Not the brains of an ice cube guy that goes, me don't understand. And they go, that's it. We'll just call it a podcast. Everything's a podcast. It'll make it easier for, you know, Grog, the the buyer caveman person. Ugh. So go in with your eyes open and get to the details because there are people that are doing this and it sounds great, doesn't it? Hey, we're going to get you a thousand guaranteed. That's the other word. That's a red flag. Guaranteed downloads. That's like saying the person of American Idol or insert your country idol there is going to go on to be world famous because I almost guarantee you can't tell me who was season six winner of American Idol because yeah, just because we put people in front of you doesn't mean they're going to come back. So I could ramble on. I just wanted to share this with you so that you can go forward informed and avoid wasting your money. The School of Podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since we're talking about stats, my apologies to regular listeners. Yes, Dave is going to talk about listen notes. At PodFest, I'm sure I'm going to hear somebody go, yeah, I'm actually one of the top percent of podcasters. I'm in the top 5% or top 0.5%. And I'm just here to tell you that you are beating shows like Pull My Finger from 2009 that hasn't put out an episode in a decade. And that dead podcast about WordPress from, uh, I think that was uh, 2014. Yeah, you're better than them. So that stat is absolutely crap. Uh, And if you hear people quoting that, that either means A, they know it's crap and they're trying to pull the wool over your eyes. That's not nice. Or they may not, they're, let's see what's the point. They're uneducated in this. And you should then educate them and go, hey, you you know that's crap, right? Just look into it. They explain how they do it. And uh, yeah, so I wanted to share that stat. I do have some other stats, though, that I wanted to share. And, and I realized, look, numbers, yay! Fun with numbers, kids! It's great fun. The School of Podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I would share. I put a short on my YouTube channel and was all giddy. Giddy, I tell you because I got 2,000 views, and this is where, again, we got to, like, what's a view? Let's, let's do it. But here's the bottom line that will just, uh, you know, crush your soul, which is, you know, that's always fun. Uh, 40% of my audience watched, yeah, 40% of a one-minute video. Now, the good news is I did pick up two subscribers from that, but we'll talk about this in a future episode on how hard it is to get someone from one platform to another. Hey, if you know another podcaster who is thinking of spending some money on promoting a show, remember schoolofpodcasting.com slash 915. That's where everything we talked about today will be listed. You might want to point them there, or you could just tell them to go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe and never miss another episode. Of course, If you're headed to schoolofpodcasting.com, you can throw a slash listener at the end of that, and that'll save you on either a monthly or yearly subscription. I haven't changed the deadline for the question of the month. That's at schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. But normally it would be next week, but next week I am in Florida. There will be a show, so please submit your question, you know, your answer for the question of the month. But normally next week would be the answer And I have something already set and I can't do the question of the month because, well, you haven't finished answering it yet. So that will be the first week of the month. I will give you the answer 
You need a scorecard to keep track of this. Holy cow. Anyway, you get the point. If you're in Florida at PodFest, come see me at the Libsyn booth. I'm always happy to meet everyone and get some feedback on this show. Anything you'd like to say, hey, Dave, I like it when you do this, and I wish you would quit doing that. I would love to hear that. So thanks so much for listening. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. I love LinkedIn. LinkedIn! Oh! It's only right now! In the latest release of Apple Podcasts, an Apple Cop podcast, yeah. And if you want to, you can go out and buy a company. No, you don't buy a company. Who do you think you are? Libsyn? you, Hita. Turn it off. I said off, I say. Let me turn you on here. You are off. Yes, go away. I am not cold, Mr. Hita, friend. Kindly turn yourself off anytime now. My app is showing that it's off, and yet the heater run, it taunts me. Ah, there it goes. Now I can go back into talking.